At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Horror Pickup Podcast. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> Can anyone help me? I'm on a bus that refuses to stop and I don't know where I am. Part 2. I stare in half horror, half amazement at the great shambling mechanic behemoth far out and dark against the orange of the horizon. As the dry, gray-scorched plains are largely flat, and the only units of reference are broken structural remains and occasional lumps of rock, it is difficult to gauge exactly how big the thing is and how far it might be. Ahead, the road carries on, dead straight through these grim and dusty wastes. I squint, but there are no turns that I can see. It just goes on and on then disappears into a fixed point far out across the desolation. Endless. I slump back down into my seat. If I was a confident person with more belief in my sense of humor, I might say, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Would that be funny? It might be. I decide to keep it to myself. What the hell are we going to do? I murmur instead, glancing to Leah. The girl is looking over my shoulder at the sleeping young woman still at the back of the bus. Do you think we should wake her up? She asked me. I follow her gaze, a curious and what would under normal circumstances be an irrational fear takes hold of me. What if we're in her dream? I ask. What? I mean, what if this is all in that girl's head? And like, if we wake her up, then we would cease to exist. Leah doesn't respond and I turn to her. She looks at me with a raised eyebrow, and I flush. Well, I don't know, I say defensively. This whole thing is insane. It, it's a theory. No, yeah, sure. Okay, I get it. I get it, Leah says. She's trying to be nice, but I already feel stupid for even suggesting it. The engines of the bus rumbles on. The vehicle hits a low pothole, a crack in the road perhaps. And a juttering thud rolls from the front to the back. The young woman remains asleep. Do you think we even could wake her up? I ask Leah, and the girl shrugs. 
We'll need to defend her if she won't. Do you have any magnets? No. I reply automatically and then I pause. Wait. What? I... What did you say, Leah? We'll need to defend her? Leah looks anxious all of a sudden. I become aware of a slight tension between us that I had not noticed before. The wastes roll by beyond the windows. I mean, yeah, like, you defended me, I mean. In case anything happens, she says. I'm suddenly not so convinced anymore. I'm not so sure of this girl. Magnets. You just asked me if I had any magnets. Why would I have any magnets? Leah bites her lip, but says nothing. Looking at me with an expression of guilt. Leah, I say in frustration and fear rising. Do you know something about all this that I don't? Do you know what's going on here? There's another long pause, but eventually the girl nods. Yeah, she says reluctantly. Kinda. I do know just a little, I think. Uh, please don't hate me. I've just heard things. Heard things? What's happening? I asked with a little more force than I meant to. How did we get here and how do I get here? You have to be signed up, Leah replies quietly. I think someone has to actually sign you up for the bus. Sign me up? I repeated, taking this information in. Who would do something like that? Who would do something so twisted? But to be honest, the more I think about it, the more I realize that the potential list of people is actually quite long. Kids don't really like me at school. And again, I'm not sure why. I had no fixed friend group because I moved across the country, so that's part of it, I guess. I've spent so long staring at myself in the mirror, trying to work out what's different. What is it, specifically, that sets me apart? But I just can't figure it out. Whatever. There's one girl in particular. Her name's Courtney. I swear she enjoys bullying me. I don't understand. I just don't understand how you could feel good about making someone feel bad. Just thinking about her makes my blood boil. Would she do this? Would Courtney sign me up for something like this? How would she even know it existed? She wouldn't. Surely. Questions within questions. Where are we? I ask simply, already fighting back tears. I'm scared, okay? I hate this. I hate all of this. I don't know, the girl replies. Please don't hate me. I'm sorry. I did not mean to upset you. It's not you, I reply. I just... I'm interrupted by a sudden noise, a loud, sharp buzz from the front of the bus. We jump in our seats and look over the headrests. Above the front window, at the very top of the ceiling, an orange light has flickered into life, and it casts an eerie glow over an already orange-tinted interior. My heart starts to pound as a voice is played through the bus speakers. Leah meets my eye and she furrows her brow, cocking her head but I can no better make out the words than she. It's just distorted, broken crackling. Like the voice they play on the subway in New York, but ten times more indecipherable. The speech might have been clearer once, but now it's just noise. Faded. Disturbing noise. I think I can just make out the word test. And I mentioned this to Leah, but that's all I can make out. Then the voice cuts out entirely and we are left with just the quiet roar of the engine. The light blinks off, and we sit in silence for a minute or two. I'm about to suggest my first theory, but something out there in the wrecks of the planes catches my eye. I rise a little out of my seat in alarm and turn to the left, 
staring out into the unknown, I see it again. A quivering shadow, darting from rock to ruin. Did you see that? I ask Leah, and she replies anxiously that there are more on the other side of the road. I can hear the uncertainty in her voice. There are more of them on this side, too. I see them, the shifting shadows. Too quick for me to focus on, they jump from place to place and race across the grisly flatlands, the dark plains that seem to extend as far as one can see in every direction. Leah, I began, my voice rising. You mentioned magnets earlier. Magnets, you said. That's right, she replies, and I can hear the panic beneath her words, too. She's looking from window to window and moving herself away from the glass. Why would I need a magnet? I ask her, dreading the answer. Because, apparently, she whispers, they disrupt the machines. And with a sudden metallic scream, one of the creeping shadows throws itself up from the edge of the waist and slams hard with a crack into the nearest window. Leah and I shout in terror and jump chaotically away, eyes wide and staring, until a second of the things throws itself against another window. A little further to the right, my view of this one is still brief but slightly better than the first one. It was a picture of springs and gears and rusted metal shards and ancient, stained and cracked pistons. What the hell was that? I shout. Oh my god. Leah murmurs, eyes darting from window to window. I think this is it. I think this is them. A shadow leaps from the side of the road and affixes itself to the front of the bus with the sound of crunching and metal. I get my best look so far through the grimy, dusty front window. Honestly, a part of me wishes I hadn't. I can feel the blood drain from my body. I let out a low gasp of dismay, and I stagger as the bus bumps over another deep crack in the road. From head to torso, the creature resembles a man made of rusted iron. It looks as if it were hastily constructed from the wreckage of a terrible accident, a being of mismatched parts and chains and metals. Its face is featureless, but for a sharp black gaping hole in the center, revealing an ever-spinning and grinding gear from inside. From the torso down, this creature splits into six, like a great crab or a spider, perhaps. It whirs and shrieks, and starts to pound away at the glass with a rusty fist, adjusting the position of its many legs as it does so. Leah, oh my god, Leah, what do we do? The girl is freaking out. She jumps into the aisle and swivels to stare over my shoulder. I hear something smash against the back window and the bus judders. Leah. Okay, but fuck. There, there's a fire extinguisher in that glass box near the back. Go grab it. We can do this. We're going to be okay. Fire extinguisher? Oh, anything. Just get them away. Leah shouts as she rushes and slams shut one of the bus's narrow windows. A quick attempt to stop a creeping mechanical hand with its terrible grasping fingers from pushing through. I run to the back of the bus, trying not to look at the machines as they hurl themselves at the vehicle, subtly rocking it from side to side as they do so. Most of them bounce right off. Some of them crack the glass, and some of them stick. When they stick, they scream through the window and hammer away at the bus's walls with their fists. This is insane. As bizarre and as terrifying as my surroundings are, I still experience a little rush of thrill as I smash the safety glass with my elbow in order to access the fire extinguisher. It's not something you normally expect yourself to do, really. It's not too big, but it's heavier than it looks. 
and I haul it from its place on the wall with a grunt and into my arms. Just in time, too. One of the machines smashes through the side back window with a shower of raining glass and reaches into the bus. Stay back, I scream, and I slam the fire extinguisher forwards. The creature's hand and forearm crumple and spark under my repeated assault. Adrenaline pumping yet again, I keep going. With my teeth grit and sweat rolling down my back, I slam the extinguisher into the creature's head and it buckles under the stress, falling to the seats. And with a final hard slam, I knock it back and out of the bus entirely. It throws out its still working hand as it falls, but its fingers clasp on to nothing. And it disappears from the window to crash down hard on the road as the bus races through the scorched and sinister wasteland. I turn to look back down the front of the bus. Leah has herself steadied by the headrests of two steeds, kicking out at one of the machines as it tries to claw its way through a smallish hole that has been torn in the floor. I sprint past her to the front of the bus. Driver! I shout. All anxiety towards this particular interaction now well and truly passes. The bus! The bus! What are we? What are you? But I don't know what else to say. What, what should I say? He's still just driving. Driving and driving. As I'm deliberating, the metal arm of one of the freaks smashes through the driver's side window. It makes to grab the wheel, but with this, the driver actually reacts. Entirely dispassionately, and with that same surprising strength as before, he tears the arm of the machine right from the socket with a shower of sparks and rust, and the creature falls back out of sight, to be crunched up under the front wheel, and the driver unceremoniously drops the twitching limb onto the floor by my feet. He didn't even look away from the road. I glanced down at his hands. Some of the driver's skin was torn away in his retaliation. But there's no blood, though. And why would there be? Because beneath his skin is nothing but wires and cold, shining steel. A single spark flies from his exposed mechanical knuckle. Then a second. And a third. Okay, I mutter out loud as my world collapses around me, as I'm forced to rapidly adjust my senses of belief and rationality. Okay. Fuck. Yes! Leah shouts, and I turn. There's a trickle of blood down the aisle. Oh, hell, is that mine? Am I bleeding? The girl! Protect the girl! And a rush of cold panic shivers from my stomach and all the way to my extremities. Leah's right, of course. The girl is entirely undefended. Alone and asleep at the back of the bus, the orange glow of the sky in her hair is lost beneath the shadows of an encroaching machine, one that has jumped up and onto the rear of the vehicle. This one has eyes. Two dulled and many cracked bulbs shoved deep into its head, like little lamps. The fixtures buzz and flicker. They scan the bus and land on the young woman. Yes, Leah shouts. Grab her, quick! And I try. Really, I do. Extinguisher still in my arms, I sprint to the length of the aisle, shielding my face from a shower of shattering glass. And I throw out a hand as I approach. Wait, I shout. Stop! But my pleas go unanswered. I stumble to the girl's seat, but I am too late. I can only watch in horror as she is scooped up in a wave in the arms of the machine. The mechanical terror disconnected itself from the vehicle and lands with a crunch and a cloud of dust on the cracked and unending road. The machine lifts its head to look at me through those lamp-like eyes, and as the bus continues dutifully on along its ever drive, the duo are left behind. It's little more than fading figures in the day's dusk. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.